Maris, your host of Stand Out and Grow. I want to help your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Building your business is really, really hard. And knowing what marketing and advertising tools you need to help you become successful is extremely confusing. After 30 years of working with thousands of businesses, I am here to help you make good business decisions. I want to help you understand the programs that are available to you so that you can stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. So let's get started. Hey there, Kat Ramirez here, CEO and founder of Advertise and Hashtag Social Buzz. Woo! Uh, in case you don't know me, uh, I help businesses stand out and grow. And today I have a very special guest who I'm going to bring on board, and I'm so excited to have him. But before I add my special guest and then introduce him, uh, if you have, so t- today's topic is about LinkedIn and branding and how to use it. And if you have any questions as we are going through this conversation, We are on social media. So social media means engage, connect, leave comments, and let me know if you have any questions or where you're tuning in from, or if you are watching this in the rebroadcast. So um, without further ado, let me bring in my very special guest. Hey, Scott. Scott, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to have you today. That's quite a, a fancy introduction. <laughs> and I, I just want to say for the people that are coming on, um, not only are Kat and I friends, but I'm also a client of hers too. Um, and I can attest to um, her social buzz business has uh, really helped myself and my wife, Nancy, so much. Um, exactly what she said, stand out and grow. Um, I, we have, we have a sizable business and it's hard for us to be on a lot of the social platforms all at once. And, um, everything I post is organic and I do have some groups that I need help, um, staying engaged to and with, and that's when I reached out to Kat, uh, nearly six months ago and the rest they say is history. So I first just wanted to take the, this public time to, to thank you for you and your company's help. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's a very, very kind and polite shout out. I, I am so very thankful. Um, so this is not about me. This is about you. And uh, before we get into the conversation, because this is a really, really good conversation, uh, as you, we, we, we both are big fans of LinkedIn. And yeah. so uh, it's a, it's an awesome uh, like to have. And again, if anybody has any questions, as we get into this and we keep moving, please drop a comment and then I'll stop and let uh, Scott know, hey, I got a question. Um, but uh, tell people a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I, I actually have been in entrepreneurship uh, my entire life. I started when I was 18. Uh, I turned 41 in April, so more than half my life I've uh, been my own boss. I tell people at this point I've been psychologically unemployable, so uh, I only know how to own my own business. And I actually started in the the health and wellness industry. Uh, I had a, a string of uh, family-owned health clubs. I was a personal trainer and sports nutritionist and um, fell into the business accidentally. Uh, my father 
made some business decisions that ended up uh, having him incarcerated for two and a half years when I was a sophomore in college, which then kind of got me into um, the health and wellness space because I I had to uh, take over the family business to uh, go to college full time, run the business full time. So I I learned uh, by being resilient and overcoming those obstacles how to succeed in business. And what I fell in love most with when I was in health and wellness was actually the people, uh, getting to know them, forming relationships and connections and bonds with them. And that transferred over to when I was a personal trainer and nutritionist. And when I moved into the online space in 2013, I saw a a need. You know, for me, I was only able to grow for the amount of the four walls that that surrounded me, uh, the box that I was in, the gym, uh, if if I stayed within those four walls, I was going to be limited with the impact that I can have on those that I I really wanted to impact. So when I jumped on to uh, the online marketing space in 2013, uh, almost eight years ago, I saw a huge opportunity, not for the monetary aspect, for the impact aspect. And I started with the traditional means, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram as everyone usually does. And for me, I, I was at a crossroad in 2015 where I was really frustrated, not about the engagement. I was frustrated with the lack of connection that was available to me on Facebook and Instagram. I I found myself posting and praying, scrolling and trolling, uh, posting and spraying people. I realized they really weren't on there to do business. It, w- it was more of a social platform. And with the business that I was growing, it required business growth. And I said to myself, where can I go to strategically network and connect with people that are business-minded? And I remember... Uh, I had uh, I had a uh, a LinkedIn account. It had been collecting collecting dust since 2009. I thought the platform was for recruiters and people looking for a job and job seekers. I couldn't have been more wrong. I got on there, but but Kat, here's the thing. One of my my first mentors, Susan Sly, she said to me, she said to me very early on, you need to wake up and look yourself in the mirror, and you need to ask yourself how are you going to connect with yourself today. And it was one of those huge like aha moments. I'm like, well, that's it. I need to connect with people that are just like me. And at the time, online wellness professionals, nutritionists, personal trainers, gym owners. So I said to myself, who are the people that I can have the most relatable connection with and to without ever speaking to them before? Mm -hmm. So I started reaching out to people that were just like me. Uh, I started connecting with people that were just like me and sending them very genuine messages. And I started booking calls, 5, 10, 15, up to 40 a week. And still to this day, Kat, average of 15 to 25 without fail every week from LinkedIn. But here's here's the big aha moment for me, though. So I was getting traction. My business was growing and scaling. And I reached out to a couple friends. And I said, let me show you what I'm doing. And th- there was there was no business at this point. This was this was just a friend reaching out to another friend saying, hey, this is working for me. This could work for you. So I showed a couple of my friends what to do. And my one buddy got back to me about a week later. And he he texted me. And he said, uh, he said, 
can you give me a call? And I said, okay. And uh, I called him and I said, what's up? And he goes, dude, listen, whatever you're doing, it's working. He goes, I have 14 appointments booked this week. He goes, you should be teaching this. This could help so many businesses. So Kat, what I realized is some of the greatest businesses have been created on the backs of the people that are all having a common problem that want a common solution. And for me, the common problem was people weren't having enough authentic and genuine connection. They weren't having enough authentic and genuine conversations, and they weren't building enough authentic and genuine of a network on LinkedIn. They were setting it and forgetting it. They were using automation. They were sending spammy messages. Their profiles were selling from the get-go instead of building the relationship. So for me, I launched my coaching practice in 2016, haven't looked back. It turned into three best-selling books, online seminars, in-person speaking, a podcast, obviously my coaching, and it's my goal. And I'm not saying I'm the end-all be-all. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not claiming that I have, quote-unquote, the way. But right. what I know is when you have a number of best-selling books based off a following that you've built organically, when you have over 400 written recommendations on LinkedIn, the credibility always speaks for itself. So for me, I try to teach people how to become that authoritative figure on LinkedIn that they already are. They just haven't harnessed it the right way. All right. No, this is great. It's powerful. Okay. You have a few questions. Um, your, my um, comments are blowing up, so I love it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so let me see. We have, how do you deliver value to people without knowing what they want? That's a great question. Ooh, I love that. So so he, here's what you need to do. And, and this, is, this is what I always suggest to people. Don't talk about or post about things that you want to talk about. Right. Post about things that you would want to hear if you were the viewer if you were the listener. So just to give you an example, uh, I did a post earlier today about three simple things that you can do to succeed on LinkedIn because that's what people want to know. So when you know your network, so depending upon what your business background is, if you've been doing the right thing, which is building a network of your mirror image, your ideal client, your ideal consumer or customer, you know their pain points. You know what they struggle with. You know where they're having hiccups in their business or their life. And all you have to do is do a little brain dump, write some things down on a piece of paper, topics that relate to the pain that you know they're already going through, and then you develop content around that. So say that you're uh, a marketing expert and your ideal client um, are sales professionals. So what can you create, a post, a video, an article that is geared towards solving the problems of sales professionals from a marketing aspect? It's basically say, you know, here's three tips for all sales professionals of how to market yourself better on social media. Tip one, tip two, tip three. Yeah. Now, the second thing that you need to do with that is a call to action at the end. And this is why, and they're called CTAs, because um, you have to ask in order to get. You have to ASK to GET. So 
if you notice a lot of social engagers, social influencers, content creators, they always end with a question because they want to hear from their audience. So you as the content creator, you have to do your due diligence to ask a question at the end of every post, every video, and every article to harvest more information from your followers because the people that follow you are going to tell you what they want to see and hear more of. So you first have to start foundationally at what they're already struggling with, what their pain points are, and then you continue to ask them questions. You know, what did you relate most to? What are some other things that you're struggling with? And when they start to answer, now you have more content buckets to build things around because they're telling you exactly what they want to hear from you. Yeah, I love that you said this, uh, Scott, because... We work with a lot of clients and one of their biggest thing is, oh, I don't want to sell or, oh, don't put a call to action because that's selling. And I have a problem with that because I'm like you. I'm of the belief that you can't get something if you don't ask for it. You're not going to get it. Um, I want to parlay that. I want to throw something else on top of that for you. A little bit of that also is not connecting with just anyone because what you say is very strategic it is extremely strategic but if you're just connecting with anyone just to connect right it's not going to work no well so you know just to be completely transparent um, you know, I'm approaching 28,000 uh, followers on on LinkedIn. I've built that organically in just the last three and a half years. No follower for follow or like this post and like the, like none of that. I, th I think that's complete crap. Um, I have 1,200 invitations sitting in my inbox right now of people wanting to connect with me. But I don't accept just anyone. Right. There's two criteria that someone needs to have in order to become a connection of mine or why I connect with someone. Number one, there has to be some synergistic business connection, meaning will I be able to provide value to them and their audience based on their background and will they be able to do the same for mine? That's number one. Number two, is this someone that I could potentially collaborate with or work with either personally or professionally later on down the road. Again, I'm not going to spray and pray and connect with anyone. Could I just connect with a thousand people a day? Absolutely. Number one, that's going to get you in LinkedIn jail. Number two, you're going to have a network that is not going to care about anything that you post. So that's why it's so important to be so hyper-focused with what Kat said, building a network around people that you know are going to want to engage with you because they're your ideal client. They're your ideal networking partner. They're your ideal future business partner or collaboration partner. And you know that brings me to the point of, of how I ended up even hiring Kat. We connected. I started watching her content, loved everything that she was about and how she marketed herself. And then when I did my research on what she does, I'm like, man, that solves a pain point for myself, my wife, and our company. Reached out, and the rest is history. This is the thing. If you build the right audience and you provide the right value-added content, you are never going to have to sell because you do the most important aspect of the sales process. And it's called building the know, like, and trust process. You gotta understand, someone's not gonna hire you from the get-go. 
prime example, got a voicemail today. A guy I connected with on LinkedIn six months ago. I was on his podcast. I was on his podcast as a guest. He sent me a message today. He sent me a voicemail. He goes, Scott, it's so-and-so. Um, you were on my podcast about six months ago, and I always go back, and I, I listen to my old episodes. And he said, wow, your episode was amazing. I want to set up a call with you because I want to learn how I can work with you because I know I need your help on LinkedIn. That That's was awesome. someone... That's someone that I networked with LinkedIn because he was also a business coach, had a podcast, and as am I, I provided value for him and his audience six months ago, and now he's wrapping back around to see how we can work together. So when you lead with value and you give as much as you can, it will absolutely come back to you tenfold. And that's the thing, Kat. So many people get over-consumed and over um strategically uh, focused on trying to close as many sales as possible. If you're focused on the sale, you're going to leave the value at the door so people are never going to get it. You always lead with value and the sale always happens on the back end whether you're asking it or not. I had a guy say to me, he watched me on an interview, yep. sent me a message on, on LinkedIn. We got on a call and we were just connecting and he goes, all right, so close me. And I said, what do you mean close you? He goes, how can I work with you? That's why I wanted to reach out. He goes, I love what you're doing. Tell me how I can work with you. Told him and that was it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. You have a few more questions. I'm going to make sure we get these in. Okay. How do you present yourself as a figure of authority? What, um, what are the factors that make a, C a CEO notice you if you're not a CEO and that's your client base? Hmm. So, Credibility is everything. So there's there's three things that you can do. Uh, number one, uh, I believe in building up as many personal recommendations as possible. I call this the Better Business Bureau of LinkedIn. So <laughs> if, if someone's going to really take you seriously, they're going to look at your recommendations. And when someone goes to my profile and they see 438 recommendations, over the last three years, they're going to say, okay, that is a lot of people that's, and, and again, I know every single one of them. So here's the thing. I always tell people, if you don't ask, you're never going to get. Right. So if you go through all your contacts on LinkedIn, they could be friends, they could be family, they could be coworkers, ex-coworkers, clients, ex-clients. Yeah. yeah. Send all of them a request to write you a recommendation because you know them and they are going to vouch for you. When you collect those recommendations, if a CEO is your avatar, you better believe one of the first things they're going to do is they're going to check your credibility by looking at your profile. And if it's not filled out properly, if it's, if it's blank, if it's really not telling people what you do, how you do it, and why you do it, you're not going to have that opportunity to connect with them. That's the first thing. Yep, yep. The second thing is making sure the skills and endorsements, which again, goes very, very undervalued. So you're allowed 50 different skills and endorsements. And the goal is to get all 50 of them at something called 99 plus. That means 100 different people have been able to go onto your profile and 
click that skill and endorsement, the plus sign to endorse you for that. So I have all 50 at 99 plus, and you can only show three at a time. So, so strategically, again, you focus on the people that you know, like, and trust. You go on to some of the profiles within your network that you're already connected to, friends, family, coworkers, clients. You endorse them, and you ask them to endorse you back. And again, I call it scratching each other's backs. That's what LinkedIn is all about. It's about networking. The third and final thing is making sure that the about me section is not selling people. There's, there's three main things that you need to do in the about me section to be taken serious by anyone, CEO, CFO, VP, or not. Number one, your, your about me section should be anywhere between two to 300 words in length. And you want to break it up in multiple paragraphs. Give people a little bit of a timeline of what you've done, how you've done it, why you do it, and what you're doing next. Number two, have some quantified measure. LinkedIn loves quantified numbers. How many people have you been able to serve? How much money, how much revenue have you helped companies gain? Have about two to three measurable metric numbers in your About Me section so that CEO can see some of the work that you've done. And the third and final thing is have a call to action. Have a call to action in that about me section. If interested, contact me here. Check out my website here. Email me here. Direct people somewhere where you want to take them. So if we're starting with your credibility, your authoritative figure, those three things just from your profile will make you stand out. And then obviously content creation is the biggest, but you got to start with the profile first. Right. Now, I mean, I love it. This is great stuff. Um, so I have, uh, and excuse me if I butcher his name, Ra Rahu said, he asked the same question somebody earlier asked. So I'm just going to say, and I'm going to ask the question and I'm just going to say, you should watch it from the beginning because he says, how do you identify common problems of people who are complete strangers? So right. you've already identified that earlier. Um, so another question was, how do you stay positive during times of crisis? I mean, so how do you deal with failure and future of your prospecting? And you don't know if the other person on the other end is having a hard time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that was basically their question. Well, how do you I, I, I love failure. I mean, you have to understand like one of my, one of my, the quotes, and if anyone has read any of my books on, on the back cover of all my books, it's, it's failure. Your failures always open the doors to your successes. So if you want to learn how to succeed, you have to learn how to fail first. So um, I read a great book uh, by Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton uh, called Go For No. And I read this five years ago. It's still one of my Bibles. I've read it. It's good. I read it all the time. Andrea has become a good friend of mine. She was on my podcast. We've done these kind of things before. And in there, it talks about your failure quotient. You know, yes is the destination, but no is how you're going to get there. So the more people that you speak to, the more no's that you get, I get excited when I get told no, because I know a yes is right around the corner. Not everyone is going to want what you have. So you have to take failure and you have to realize it, that failure is on the track of success. So when you're failing forward, when you're getting all those no's, when you're when people are telling you no, I don't want what you have, that is a good thing. Because that means you're taking the strides necessary to get to success. 
You think everyone succeeds the first time they do something? No, you, you don't. All great successful people will tell you they've had more businesses fail than they've actually had to succeed. I had to file for personal bankruptcy just over four years ago to close my last business because it was becoming a huge liability. And since then, all of my businesses have skyrocketed because I learned from those failures to not do those things again, to do them better. So the more often you fail, the more often you're going to succeed. Yeah, I would have to agree. And that's, that's great advice. Okay. So Laura Cobb uh, is tuning in from LinkedIn and she said, uh, I call it fitness fusion, mental training, PQ, intellectual training, IQ, emotional training, EQ, and personal training. It's personal about the person, whether it's body, mind, spirit, uh, fitness fusion. That's what she calls it. So that, yeah, that's really uh, good information. So, um, uh, we have another question in regards to how, um, so someone asked like, Oh, there it is. How do you come up with unique content daily for your targeted audience? Like, how do you know if they want to be inspired? Uh, what is the kind of content that they should be searching for? Well, so here's the thing. There, there's only five types of content. That's it. There's five content buckets, educational, informative, how to, business and feel good. That's it. There's that there's if you look at what people are doing on social media, you can look at their stuff and you'll be able to put them in one of those five buckets. And you should do a smattering of all of those. So, I always do a feel good one on Saturdays people that follow me on LinkedIn, I always do um, a gratitude little message, you know, just sending warm and and loving wishes to everyone out there. But here's the great thing about LinkedIn. It's a completely different algorithm than Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Those two algorithms are set where there's such a running news feed that you have to produce multiple pieces of content a day. LinkedIn, at a bare minimum, here's the cool thing. A bare minimum, you produce three pieces of content a week, you're good to go. Right. So I tell my clients, listen, if you can just start with Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, Start there, produce one video, produce one post and produce one article a week. That's it. And how do you come up with stuff? Listen, everyone has a zone of genius. Every, everyone has something to offer. So right. you literally, so what I do is, and my wife and I do this all the time, we sit down and we start to identify things that people are struggling with within our marketplace. What are our clients? What is our client avatar struggling most with because we know what they need and we have what they want they just don't know it yet so what you do is you start to write down the things that people really need to hear now was i a great content creator right away no i was horrible but as they say as t harvecker says every master was once a disaster so <laughs> you 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 have to learn how to be really bad to get really good. So if you look at any great impactor's content, was it great the first time they started posting? Absolutely not. It's we're all a work in progress. So sometimes you just have to start somewhere rather than nowhere. It may be just producing one quote tile a week. It may be producing just a, a short 30 second video. 
again, doing something is always better than doing nothing. You know your audience. You know what they meet, they need. Write down those things. Put pen to paper and then start creating some short, medium, and long-form content around it. Yep. And I, I agree. And uh, another thing you can do that's a shortcut is follow the people that uh, you identify as leader leaders in your space. Look at what they're putting out there. And then look at the uh, engagement they get with that content. Because if they're putting out some content and it's getting high engagement, then you should mimic it. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't necessarily copy it, but you should mimic it. Um, okay, Scott, you want to kind of talk people through how to um, uh, do some stuff with their profile or was there anything well, you're going to add to that or? Yeah. So I, I covered profile. We went over some content. Um, we, we went over kind of like your avatar, but the one big thing that I want to cover right now with you guys um, is messaging. This is the, the biggest, biggest problem with LinkedIn right now. So again, this is, I am not, um, I'm not putting my personal beliefs on any of you, whatever your personal beliefs are, I respect and honor them all. I'm just giving you my personal feeling. There is no space right now for automated messaging on LinkedIn. If you are using or you have someone messaging for you, you are not going to get the results that you want. The fact is people can tell if there's an AI software or there's a VA that's messaging people for you. And I said this in multiple videos. If you can't take 10 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day to authentically and genuinely message your new contacts yourself, you shouldn't spend time on LinkedIn. And that's my honest truth. Now, here's why. Um, and I know someone asked, do I believe in the law of attraction? I'm going to get to that in a second. <laughs> When you're messaging someone, people can feel what you're saying through your words. And they can tell if it's an autoresponder or not. The more that you can humanize yourself when you message someone, the higher of a response rate you get. Me personally, I have a 30 to 50% response rate of messages that I send to people. So I know if I send 10 messages a day, I'm going to get three to five calls booked. That's a really good rate. Now, so I created something called the magic formula, and I'm going to give it to you guys right now. And it's a three-step process to creating the ideal message for anyone to send to a new connection on LinkedIn. Step one, mention the person's name. There's no dear, make it very informal. Hey, Kat, great to be connected to you. That's it. That's your opening line. The second part of that, I call it lowering the drawbridge. So if you guys are familiar with a drawbridge, when a drawbridge is up, it allows the traffic of the boats to flow back and forth while the cars are sitting on opposite ends of the bridge. Now, it's your job when you are reaching out to someone to lower that drawbridge the best you can. So how do you do that? Well, in the body of that second part of the message, you find the relatable connection piece between you and that person. So if it was Kat that I was reaching out to, we have a couple different synergistic commonalities. Uh, we're both marketing professionals. We're both business coaches, and we both do a form of podcasting. So I would reach out to her 
And I would say, you know, hey, Kat, great to be connected to you. I noticed that you were also into marketing and podcasting, as am I. Would love to hear how things are going. Share more about what I'm doing to see how we can best support each other here on LinkedIn. Now, I've done two things. Number one, I've lowered the drawbridge. Right. Kat understands fully 100%, number one, why I'm reaching out, and number two, the connecting point where it makes sense that I'm reaching out to her. But the third part of that is this. I used one of the most important words in the English language, and it's the word support. It has been scientifically proven that when someone just reads the word support and they say it in their head, it triggers the brain to release a chemical called oxytocin, which is our our feel-good brain chemical, just like dopamine, endorphins, serotonin, or cortisol, which is our stress hormone. So this person is feeling good as they're reaching out to you and as you're reaching out to them. The third part, I said it earlier, a call to action, a CTA. You have to ASK to GET. Statements lead to nowhere. Questions lead to answers. And I would simply say, Kat, you know, great to be connected to you. I noticed that we had XYZ background. Would love to hear more about what you're doing. Share what I'm doing to see how we can support each other. Anytime for a call or a Zoom this or next week. That's it. There's no click a link to book a call. Check this video out. Watch this. I can help you. So many people pitch before even asking permission to. Always build the relationship first. The sale will always organically come second. And that, honestly, with everything else, if you guys just start messaging people properly, you don't bombard people. You lead with your heart. You're genuine and authentic. You'll get more responses. Oh my God. You know what? I have to uh, add to that because um, I do a lot of congratulations, you know, things like that. So the, the personal messages, because you know, I, I value my connections. I'm so thankful to them. Um, and so when I do reach out to them, I say, Hey, let's, let's have a call. Let's, let's connect. Let's get to know each other. Maybe I can help you. You can help me. And I'm sincere about it. And I put my calendar link. I just put it in there. So I had two calls this week of people who booked that had, you know, their whole intent was just to get to know each other. And so you do that with an open heart and when sincerity works and you never know where that goes. But if you do that and then you're you're not sincere, you just want to sell, that's why it doesn't work. Because, you know, these two people were so gracious. They were so kind. And I learned so much about their business. It was amazing. You know, so I would caution some people because I know there's some people out there that are like you said, the hammering of the they just sell you immediately, but they also invite you to have a call and in their call. It's all about that sell. You know, the best the best businesses are built by the people that create the most human connection. So if you're willing to get in the trenches stay in the trenches and never leave the trenches and really do more than most create those meaningful relationships. Like the guy that reached out to me six months later, I left an impression on him six months ago where he didn't forget me. And that happens to me all the time. When, when you do things without expectation, without expecting anything back in return, you'll get what you deserve. You'll, you'll, the universe will bring you exactly what you want, which brings me uh, to Rahul's point. Do you believe in the law of attraction? 
what you focus on is what you're going to achieve or what you're not going to achieve. So absolutely, you know, I have a goal board. I have, I, I, I journal every single night before bed. Um, law of attraction is everything. Now, I'm not that person. I, I don't think about $10,000 and then it appears magically in my bank account the next day. You, you can think about earning $10,000, but you would then have to put to action how to create that $10,000 that you seek to achieve. So as far as the law of attraction, yeah, you attract what you want. So you have to ask yourself, how am I showing up every day? How is the world seeing me every day? Am I leaving enough people better? Am I leading with enough value? Am I giving more than I'm actually charging? Because that's the thing. I know for a fact, every single thing I do, whether it's free or paid, I am giving more value than actually is being charged if anything is being charged at all. That's awesome. That's awesome. We're going to have to wrap it up, Scott. This is great. We've got, we had a lot of great comments and I, I love it. I love it. A lot of people just said, Hey, you rock and blah, blah, blah. So you guys didn't want to hear that. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so who is the ideal client for you, Scott? And you know, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how did they get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, ideal client for me is anyone, um, that's in coaching, consulting, uh, entrepreneurship for that matter, that is looking to organically leverage LinkedIn in a very streamlined way, 15 to 20 minutes a day, uh, to learn how to really optimize their profile, the right keywords, buzzwords, um, really learn how to connect and build the right kind of organic network up to 30,000 and beyond message people the right way so they can start booking more calls, closing more sales, and really provide that value added content through posts, videos, and articles, the way that I've created where it could really help their business. Uh, you can send me a message on LinkedIn or just email scott at scottaaron.net. Um, that's the best way. Just directly email me or my website, scottaaron.net. Okay. And then I will make sure that I drop your contact info in all the uh, streaming that's going on. Cause uh, right now we're on like three Facebook pages to YouTube pages, LinkedIn and a Twitter. So we're, ev we're everywhere, Kat. We're everywhere right now. <laughs> Uh, I really appreciate you coming on. This was great. I love it. And I love having people who are just as excited about social media and especially LinkedIn because I don't think people realize, and I say that because we have people watching from other streams. Um, I say that because LinkedIn is a gold mine. And I think if you abuse it, you're going to get what you put into it. But if you do it intelligently and respectfully, you will reap the rewards of what it can do for you. You know, and I, I don't know if you've heard it before, Scott, but I hear people all the time say, oh, I tried it doesn't work or, oh, that's just for looking for a job. You know, all these corny excuses that people come up with. And at the end of the day, it's because they didn't really properly, you know, utilize it. They're not really effectively maximizing the strength of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, last two things and then we're, we're going to get out of here. But you know, LinkedIn, you got to treat it like a, a retirement plan. It's it's about the compounded interest over time that you're going to build. Your wealth, your wealth will build with LinkedIn over time. It's not it's not a get rich quick. It's not a lottery ticket. It's the long game. So if you're willing to stay in the trenches, like I said, I'm I'm reaping the war rewards of things that I started doing five yeah. years ago, and it's going to continue to be that way. And uh, the second thing is, again, I just want to thank you for everything that you do with these lives, but also your businesses. They're helping so many people. And um, if you guys haven't reached out to Kat, obviously, to, to get her help, um, you know, she's assisted myself, my wife and our businesses in so many ways and even our clients, too. 
Um, and I just wanted to thank you again for all your help, but also for having me on here today. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. Uh, again, if you have missed any of this and you want to catch the beginning of it, just hit rewind and watch it from the beginning. Um, so thank you again, Scott. I appreciate it. And again, we'll have the links to uh, connect with Scott and everybody have a great day until next time you got this. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Stand Out and Grow. Check out all the notes and links at www.standoutandgrow.com. I am so thankful to you for helping this show continue to grow. I want to keep producing content that you want to hear, so please leave me some feedback. I look forward to bringing you more resources and information to help your business stand out and grow. Please follow us on social media and make sure you follow this podcast so you can learn more about helping your business stand out, survive, succeed, and grow. Until next time, you got this. helps businesses stand out and grow with affordable advertising options. We will help you make good business decisions so you can save money and not just throw it against the wall to see if it sticks. Get your free strategic advertising analysis today so you can see the opportunities to stand out and grow your business. Visit www.standoutandgrow.com offers page to learn more.